0: Hello, this is Hannah,
1: and this is Matt Hannah,
0: and this is Horror Hour with the Hannas,
1: where we discuss all your favorite scary movies.
0: This is a new podcast where we will talk about our experiences watching some of our favorite, least favorite, and some brand new horror movies. We'll cover crowd favorites like The Conjuring, polarizing films like The Witch, and even some movies that we love to hate on.
1: We'll even bring on some of our friends to complete this journey with us, including our resident Scaredy Cat sidekick and our professional actor pal.
0: Tune in on Wednesdays, where we will release episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube on a weekly basis. Happy hauntings!
2: Welcome to the What the Fuck is That podcast, where we ask the age-old question of what the fuck is that? I'm Jess. I'm done.
0: I'm Hannah.
1: And I'm Matt. Hannah. Hey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and today we have on Horror Hour with
0: the Hannahs. Thank you guys so much for being here. We are so excited to be on. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, so we're excited it's finally here. I know it's finally happening. It's the day.
2: (laughs) So we're curious what got you into everything paranormal and spooky and all of that good stuff.
0: I feel like for me, mine is kind of dumb, but I have always been kind of theatric. I really liked like theater musicals. And so therefore I feel like that extended to my love of Halloween. Um, which I also feel like is very theatric and like you're in costume and dramatic. And then from there it just kinda escalated into other things spooky. What about you, Matt?
1: Mine was because of my mom. <laughs> we used to just watch a lot we used to watch a lot of horror movies together. That was like something she had done with her nephew who was, you know, a bunch of years older than me. And then kind of something that once I grew into it, her and I started watching a ton of stuff together. So that became our thing. We watched all the Saw movies together. I remember that in a marathon. So, <laughs>
0: and then he made me watch horror movies. Yeah, and then eventually I was like,
1: "Can't you get to watch these?" I was like, "There's some great art out there that you're missing." So,
0: yeah, and
1: There's a lot of good slot one too. one person
2: who doesn't like horror movies? And then like pulls the other person in to watch horror movies. Pretty much, that and I, <laughs> I was the one pulled in. Definitely, I feel you on that as the one pulled in. That was
0: her.
3: <laughs> I absolutely love horror everything spooky, and kind of dragged her into my world of horror movies. It was great.
2: So then what are your guys' favorite horror movies?
0: Oh, the list is really, really long. So I will just say I think my favorite newer release of, like, the last two years was Barbarian. And I really like, I really like the Babadook. I really like Hereditary, Midsummer, The Witch, kind of that kind of shit. What about you?
1: Yeah, for modern day, I think Midsummer is probably one of my biggest, like, ten out of ten horror movies. Um, for classics, I've always been you know, a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. We recently, well, early in our podcast, rewatched the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I kind of forgot how much of a masterpiece that one was. So, and then there's all kinds of fun stuff in the middle.
0: I think Texas, no, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is the one that like legit got me into horror movies, mm. like watching that in college. I was like, oh, I get this. So, so I have then special are you lo- more slasher fans? I'm not necessarily. I just love that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I just think that movie is so good. I don't know. I really like, I like a lot of what A24 puts out, honestly. I feel like.
1: There's a lot of stuff.
0: I know, but I feel like there hasn't been an A twenty four horror so far that I've seen that I didn't like. So I don't think it has to be any specific like trope for me. I think it just has to for me, cinematography is really important. Um in general, obviously. I want good acting. And I think story has to be interesting, but sometimes it can be a little secondary to those things and still be a good horror. Because it's more about how it makes me feel than anything. I get you. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I want
2: it to look nice. I don't just want to be like, wow, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. That's not, like, a scary movie to me. It's just, like, those weird shots of, like, oh, that could happen in real life. And just getting it on film in a specific way is mind-blowing.
0: Yeah. Do you have... Oh, I was going to say no. I
1: <laughs> I was going to say I can't tell if I like slashers. I really dislike the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, but I'm a big fan of the Halloween franchise. Uh, oh, I and haven't I like the really
0: franchise.
1: Yeah, haven't watched all of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Really only the first and third movies. Um, and really Scream. haven't watched much. I love Scream. I no, love slasher. the Scream franchise. But that's a that's commentary on Scream. Yeah, slasher, it's like so, meta
0: like, slasher. So Yeah,
1: I do. Scream is one of my all-time favorites. So
0: yeah, I think it depends. I don't think we're hooked in any specific like subgenres, really.
1: Yeah, we. I agree.
0: Open minded ish. I don't know. I'm kind of a brat, so maybe not. But <laughs> <laughs> same, same. I'll also
1: say, anytime I watch something that is not from this country, I love it. Like any horror that is like a foreign horror, I find to just like I haven't found one I ha- I disliked. So.
2: So do you think because it's spookier because they're not going off that American mind frame or uh, it, it's what probably
1: about them just, appeals to you? It's probably because the only reason I'm hearing about it is because it has to be good if I'm going to hear uh, about yeah, it. I was so it's say, just that like
0: I think there's an inherent bias yes, based off what we're hearing about. But it's probably
1: also just I'm used to the American scares, right? I'm used to like what we're going to see here, so when I can get thrown into something that I'm not used to like we we talked about um the movie Raw, which is like a, a French horror movie, also directed by a woman, which I think completely like changes the game as well. Um, and so, like, get that angle from it. I think just gives you something you're not used to that I really enjoy. So
0: I also think that's why I like A twenty four type movies because I think some of them they're less focused on like making a ton of money. It's more focused on like giving you an opportunity yeah. to do something fucking weird.
1: They typically let their their artists make their art.
0: Yeah, versus, like, I think a lot of what ends up having theatrical releases, or we hear a lot about in the U.S., at least, is what's going to make money. So,
1: Which can be good sometimes, too.
0: (laughs) That's very fair. Like, there's obviously nothing wrong with making money for your craft. Like, live off your talent. That's great. But sometimes you just like some weird shit.
2: (laughs) Make the money so that way you can make the weird shit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So then are you guys
2: also big like haunted house people? Like you're gonna I, I go am. to different things or okay. Oh, you took the haunted
1: house like I go to the, the the six flags and do horror nights or, or yeah. like, is I like that? Yeah, yeah, so for
2: like me, that's why I got into horror movies because we live pretty close to L.A. and we go to the Universal Horror Nights. Oh, that's that and so I, cool. I can't do these mazes without watching the movies, obviously. So you get to do that's actual
1: cool sweet. mazes. We're stuck with the New Jersey high school students trying to scare us out here yeah. in uh, oh. Six Miles oh. Great Adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love to do Universal Horror Nights, but I honestly, like, I... Like, I like horror movies. I run a horror movie podcast, but I'm a huge fucking chicken. And so when I do haunted houses, I'm that person that like holds someone's hand. And I'm like, you go first. I'll stay oh, really close behind you.
2: Has. You almost cried. So uh, No, I did not. <laughs> I'm laughing the whole time going through a freaking
3: maze. You are grabbed behind me. I'm a coward. Yeah. Like she is... Cowering behind oh my gosh. me, so that's me. Just forcing me to go oh first God. through everything, <laughs> like keeping her head down, screaming the whole time. I'm like, dude, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, we're good.
1: <laughs> so the the two best ones I've done, not to go on too much of a tangent, were both in Pittsburgh, and one of them was called the Scare House, which is in Etna, in Pennsylvania. And it's, like, an actual professional one that you pay, like, good money to do. They had this, like, crazy basement thing where you'd have to, like, sign a waiver and they could touch you and everything. I didn't do that one. Oh, shit. Uh, But that one's, like, actual professionals. And it feels more like a horror movie. But then I did another one that was a corn maze that was huge. Like, a real corn maze with just dudes in costumes chasing you. And, like, Mm -mm. they couldn't touch you. But, like... You didn't, it wasn't just one scare and you walk, like guys would just follow you. And then there was one year was like Jeepers Creepers theme. So I'm stuck in a bus window, just running in circles with a guy with a chainsaw chasing me as I run in That's circles around there. Such that a was, no. It was incredible.
0: That's such a no And
1: that for me. was like, yeah, that was like low budget. And it's still, I think just putting you in the actual corn maze really makes it fun.
2: Yeah. I always say if I have to sign a waiver, I'm probably not going to do it.
0: We have, near us, Eastern State Penitentiary, because we're in Philadelphia, so it's literally 10 minutes from us, and it's one of the, like, most haunted places in at least Pennsylvania. Pip did an episode on that, Paranormal Pennsylvania, which I recommend, but we went, we've gone during the day for, like, the normal prison tour, and then we also did their Halloween Horror Nights, whatever it's called, um, a couple Octobers ago, and I think that's really cool because you already know that where you're at is haunted. But then they add in like the fun, corny Halloween stuff. But they have this a waiver. Scares. They had some good scares. One guy really got me. But they made you sign a waiver. And if you signed a waiver.
1: You had to uh, wear the necklace. You had to
0: wear like a necklace that they would like maybe touch you or jump out at you more. But if you had the necklace in, they would on, they would send you into rooms by yourself. So, like, I me. didn't wear no. one, so oh. I stayed with the No, group. that was me. They were, like,
1: <laughs> they, they picked me out of the group of five, and they said, yep, you're going in. And I was like, all right. So, I just, they held everyone back and sent me in by myself. It's a good time. Oh, man.
2: So, do you
0: guys still believe in ghosts, then? I do.
1: Uh, I'm questioning.
0: I've lived in places <laughs> that are supposedly I've... haunted, and I feel like, because the town I grew up in is supposedly extremely haunted.
1: She's from like a historical, like we're talking American uh, revolution. Yeah. Hometown.
0: And I have lived in a house that is supposedly very haunted. And then my friend lived in one of the houses that was always on the haunted door when we were little. So I've never experienced anything like crazy, but I guess because of that, I do believe in it. And I feel like the energy I got from living in those places versus where I live now is very different. So I kind of buy it, but Matt doesn't.
1: <laughs> I, I would love to, um, but I have just, like, never come across something that would lead me to believe in it, unfortunately. I've been at plenty of haunted places, and just, like, nothing has happened. Hannah's had a couple spooky things happen that I'd, I'd like to believe, but I don't know. I'm not a big heaven and hell guy or religious guy either, so I think that kind of plays into it. Yeah. Just, like, not really... That's yeah.
0: fair. I would understand, I can understand that. that if you don't have the religious piece, then like things like demons or something, like you inherently wouldn't believe in because yeah. they're kind of tied to. You know, here,
1: here's the religion. thing I've always thought about is why is it always when we see ghosts at all these places? It's always white people. Oh my God! All right, you're correct. Like <laughs> it's always white people. <laughs> How many? How many people in this country of color, whether it's natives or, or black people, like have been killed in like either genocides or slavery? and We're not seeing any of them haunting a bunch of people. I would think that they would want to, and I think they'd be in their, well within their right to do it. But it's always white folk. Maybe <laughs> like,
0: white folk are pettier. I don't know. Like <laughs> oh you know, so,
2: my thinking is a lot of these places that are haunted are like big, ostentatious buildings that were built and mainly resided in by white people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All
1: right. I think it's a good theory. So, I'll take
2: that. And these are the things that have kind of lasted through time. Mm hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And the same with like hospitals, yeah, and institutions. They were all very segregated. Okay. And these are just the ones that happened to withstand. That's a I
1: good think you theory. Might be right.
2: That's a good theory. I
1: and mean, the white folk just aren't at, at peace, as, apparently. You know? Yeah, we're
2: we're not. <laughs> it's really mad type people. <laughs> <laughs> So if you like whatever the fuck this is, be sure to head over to our Instagram. Our Instagram is WTF is that pod. Our Instagram is the home to the link tree. Our link tree has our Spotify, our Amazon wishlist and the link to our Patreon. Our Patreon gets you goodies to all kinds of extra things. And of course, like always, the best way to help our podcast grow is just by word of mouth. So if you're just chilling and watching a scary movie with your friend and you're like, oh, my gosh, I know this podcast where they tied in a scary movie and an actual show. You can show them both of our podcasts and be like, oh, my gosh, look at them. And your buddy will be like, oh, my God, you're so cool that you have both of these. (laughs) And that is just going to be the very best way to have us grow. And so be sure you're following us. And then if you would like to follow the Hannah's, you can go ahead and follow them
0: at. We are available at Horror Hour with the Hannas on Instagram and TikTok. We are also, our episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, etc. The whole shebang. We have the links in our Instagram bio if you need them.
1: And our pitch is that we're, we're battling uh, media illiteracy and horror movies one episode at a time. That's, that's the game plan.
2: <laughs> that is kind of cool, though. I like that tagline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just want people to think about, um, stop trying to fight with the movie and just let it in. It's, it's the YouTubers it of spirits. the 2010s that convinced us we all had <laughs> to try to figure everything out instead of just
0: appreciating. appreciating
1: you know, like, It doesn't have that suspension of disbelief. We're losing that, so we're here to help you. <laughs> Woohoo!
3: <laughs> hey y'all. Hey, Jen. Have you ever heard of the Enfield Poltergeist? What the fuck is the Enfield Poltergeist? I would love to tell you. Awesome! So, this paranormal claim occurred at 284 Green Street in Enfield, London, England. These claims happened between the years 1977 and 1979. These alleged claims seem to revolve around two sisters in particular of the Hodgson family, Janet, age 11, and her sister Margaret, age 13. Members of the Society for Psychical Research, or the SPR, I would love to do a whole episode on the Society for Psychological Research. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah,
2: just a whole episode on that would be super cool, because it's fucking wild. Yeah, like,
0: I wonder what other cases I they're involved
3: in. honestly never really heard much about them until this case. So I would love to know more information about that. So I think an episode of that would be awesome. Um,
2: The show in That's Why We Drink had, like, a spinoff show called Rituals. And they did a whole episode on the Society for Cyclical Research.
3: Oh, my God, it's so good. All right. So these members included Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon, Lion, I don't know how you say it, uh, Playfair. Others believed many of the incidents were fakes by the girls. These others were Anita Gregory and John Beloff. The two claimed to have found evidence of the girls faking incidents. Which
2: <sighs> I feel like a lot of the paranormal things that can happen are very tactical things that can be faked
0: yeah and I think it's yeah I kind of feel like it's important to go in with a skeptical mind when it comes to paranormal things because I don't know like you just don't want to believe any random nonsense I don't think that that's helpful I think that's the thing with science in general right is you want like the facts to come to you you want to be able to find what's accurate or what's not when you do research that's why we have so many statistical analyses and like a margin of error right so I think it's important to be like oh that could or could not be faked by another human or that's literally impossible and I feel like this case from what I've heard has a lot of those where it's like oh (laughs) they might have done it (laughs)
2: Yeah, you could go in with like a confirmation Mm -hmm. bias. So it's like every little thing you're like, oh, that's proof of ghost. That's proof of ghost. But if you're going in being like, "Mm, I'm not sure that ghosts even exist. And then you're confronted with evidence of like, oh, no, this is undeniable. Yeah, It's going to be more believable.
3: In August of 1977, Peggy Hodgson, a single mother of four, called the Metropolitan Police to the home the family rented at 284 Green Street. She claimed to have seen the furniture moving and two of her children heard knocking in the walls. I like that she's like, let's call the police. I know. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Like, I mean, I can see, okay, the furniture moving on its own. Yeah, maybe don't call the police. Yeah, I mean, what are the cops
1: going to do? But... Show up and shoot your dog and leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, the knocking in the walls I get. Yeah. But then the random furniture moving, I'm
0: like... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about that. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe, like, go to a priest first? I also don't know what the reputation at- of the police is in England. Like, I know...
1: Better than here, but hard yeah, to... Yeah,
0: like, I know here, I'm kind of well, like... Especially at the time, What are too? they going to do not for hard. most things where we are, frankly? But I also think that is... I mean, it's partially a consequence of where we live, partially just American police. So I, I, I like wonder what it was like in their area in England, and if that was like a more reliable source of support. Which I feel like in this case, it wasn't because <laughs> did they do anything? Like, the- oh, they come and <laughs>
1: they fill out some paperwork and they go. It's the same they do. Same thing they do everywhere. Basically. <laughs>
2: Well, and that could have just been what she wanted, too, just, like, a recorded that's true. thing. Like,
0: hey, this is when it started, and I called that's the police. That's honestly very smart, because, I mean, yeah, like, you never know what could happen. I think that's the same, too, with, like, not to, like, get uber serious, but, like, with domestic violence. That's always something you would want to report right away, because then there's a longer record of it. I think it's just hard, because recording it doesn't always... Doesn't always result in support, but I feel like it's helpful to have that record of it. So honestly, good on her for like believing her children and believing what was happening in the home. It's not
2: like some of the parents where it's way after the fact and they're like, yeah, there was a ghost in the home. And the kids are like, yeah, we know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So like, like you said, I think it's just more of a record thing. Because the constable claimed to have witnessed a chair wobble side to side, but he couldn't really determine the cause of the movement. So, I mean, he's a cop, so it's. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, they saw some of the activity, they just didn't really know what to do with mm. it. There are later claims of disembodied voices, loud noises, thrown toys overturned chairs and the children levitating
0: that's the one that i just i can't process that like you can just be like someone in the neighborhood is maybe making a loud noise or my kids are throwing toys or something but like how do you see a person levitating like i don't know what else you could attribute that to
1: we saw the picture though
0: and it's the escalation that's yeah
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, well and I just like the escalation of like there's banging and
0: throwing toys and then it levitates children. It's like oh <laughs> hey, I've
1: seen the picture though.
0: You just went All from right. a nuisance to full on throwing bodies. <laughs> but yeah, the the picture, having seen that in The Conjuring too, it is kind of funny because it does look like she's just jumping. jumping. Out of bed. <laughs> it does, <Yeah>. yes.
3: <laughs> Which we'll get to that in a bit.
0: We're getting too far ahead. Uh, over the
3: eight ooh.
0: Yeah, we get too excited. I too excited. It's okay. She does that
3: all the time. I'm just like, we'll get there. She's we'll like, can there. you
2: stop ruining my notes, please? Yeah. I'm like I'm sorry.
3: Over 18 months, more than 30 people have claimed to have seen heavy furniture moving on its own, objects being thrown across the room, and the girls levitating several feet up into the air. This story was regularly reported in the Daily Mirror newspaper until 1979. And when did this start? In 1977. Okay, so like two. Oh, so for like a good two years. Yeah. This went on for a bit.
2: But I'm impressed that it stayed like in the spotlight for that long. It wasn't just like a, here's a thing that happened. It's like they continue to talk about it.
3: I think it's because multiple people tried to go and like disprove it. Um, but I mean, nobody could find like concrete Proof that it wasn't real or that it was real. Mm,
2: I see. I see.
3: So the SPR record. Blah, blah blah blah. The You're S- issues. Today. I really am. Okay, you. I'm not the only one, though. You I always had- have issues. You're not so. wrong. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay. The SPR reported curious whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction.
0: Why is the kid barking? Yeah,
3: so (laughs) if if you don't know much about the case, basically this entity will say, like, really focused in on the 11-year-old Janet. And it's said that she has talked in, like, multiple voices Uh, So that's why they're saying, like, the growling and barking noises coming from her general direction, because it was recorded of her, like, speaking differently.
2: So here's the interesting to me. It's consistently kids who are preteens that are getting hauntings. I just think that there's so much going on in their mind and body. And so when these spirits see them, they're like, ooh, we can feed on that.
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's either that or the really small children.
2: Who can just mm-hmm. see things easier. Yeah. Closer yeah. to the veil. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hot take. I think kids can see spirits more easily because they're closer to the veil of like life and death. And then you get farther away from it as you get older, so you're less likely to see things. I've heard that theory before.
0: And I also feel like it does tend to, a lot of times, be people who are more vulnerable, whether that's, like, we were kind of saying, like, whether that's emotionally, whether that's because of their belief system that they already have. So, I don't know. It feels like it makes sense to me, especially given that it was, like, a single-parent home and, you know, there was tumultuous you know, life circumstances going on for the family and her age, I feel like it tracks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was just everything Mm -hmm. all put together. This case got so much publicity, the famous demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren became interested.
2: (laughs) Enter the Warrens.
3: (laughs) We both have our opinions about these two. Um, I think they differ a little bit, but at the same time we typically come to the same conclusion. I'm interested to see like do y'all know anything about the Warrens or have an opinion on their uh I do.
0: Yeah. Legitimacy? Yeah, we have <laughs>
3: yes.
1: uh, Yeah, no, I th- I I think they're complete frauds. <laughs> I have to say that. I um okay. I mean Outside of them being fucking creepy people, right? And, like, wasn't Ed...
0: Well, that's where I think my issue is, is, like, I don't don't know if they're frauds or not, but I do know that they did some problematic things. Like, there is the, like, Ed being an abuser and having been a pedophile, and Lorraine kind of stuck with him through that and kind of enabled that. So it's hard to even get my mind to the point of like wanting to disprove or not of like their actual findings when that's going on.
1: I'd love for them to be this like cheery, happy family that we see in the conjuring movies and for everything to be real. I feel like, I think I just like Patrick Wilson and Vera. I
0: love them on screen. I
1: love that. But then you start reading a little bit about them in real life. And I was like, I was like, I think I, I almost think about that point where anytime (laughs) they're showing up to something, the legitimacy of it just plummets for me. (laughs) (laughs) where it's like
2: yeah I mean it's like Zach Bagans essentially and just like shows up and doesn't really have any things but he shows up and he's just showing the world Mm -hmm. all of these paranormal things that
0: may or may not be happening opinions on the Warrens like do you think they're legitimate
2: I believe Lorraine yeah Just because after reading some of her research and also being more sensitive to things in general, what she says tracks, I just think Ed is essentially Zach Bagans, (laughs) where he likes to collect cool things and has (laughs) a lot of stories.
0: I haven't read into Um, them, I think, enough. I haven't read too much into Lorraine specifically either. And I feel like I kind of got stuck, like I said, by just like... Hearing how horrible Ed like yeah. they were in their personal lives, well, Ed specifically, but then I, her her also not really taking a stand against that.
1: But I, I want to say I think the the problem I run into is I'm more likely to believe in like ghosts and spirits than I am to actually believe in demons, and that's such a big part of their um, like I guess proof is about specifically Christianity, and it's like you know those religions not that old. Yeah, yeah. Like are we are we saying that. <laughs> Like it almost seems like it, their their belief in um, ghosts and their belief in these demons is also saying that Christianity is correct and it is the right one, which I find just a little bit um, hard to believe, I guess. Um, and that's like yeah, I, I could I, where I like where it falls apart a little for me.
0: Yeah, I could see like if you aren't a Christian or don't believe in a, a religious system, that it would be harder to then believe yeah, in what. I mean, it's also saying. just that there's
1: so many religions that it's like we threw a dart and this was the right one, you know? (laughs) And that's what they're saying. It's like they're... Yeah, and... No, you're fine.
2: fine. Sorry. (laughs) And, like, I know they're super Christian, but I didn't realize how much they used it and that we were watching The Conjuring 2, and I'm like, oh, they are making a lot of references to Christianity. All right. Yeah, that's
1: like the quote. I mean, the quote at the beginning of the first Conjuring is, like, the devil is real, God is real, from Ed, Ed and Lorraine saying, like, we know for a fact we've seen this type of type of quote. And I think that's where I they lose me a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like I can see I can see y'all's uh sides of this. However, I am was raised and uh still mm-hmm. am Catholic. And so a lot of that uh kinda like you know, obviously exorcisms, stuff like that are supposed to Mm -hmm. run through the Vatican, things like that. Um, And so I think they focus a little more, yes, on Christianity, but I believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren did work more with the Catholic Church um, in actual reality. Uh, But I think Hollywood is trying to Distance themselves from the Vatican as much as possible, because the Vatican has some serious yeah. like lawyers. Oh, and it's like yeah. you know what like happened with the Exorcist,
1: like the movie The Exorcist. Like they they freaked oh, out. See, exactly. that's the cool part. I like though. I like how how the exorcisms have to go through the Vatican. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's so like like the fact that they have to get permission from yes. them. I was like, ah, right, this is the cool stuff. Stop hiding this, like. <laughs>
0: And only
3: specific people can do it. Like, that
2: also threw me
0: off. I was like, oh.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, I think that's more of, like, where that is. Do I believe that Ed Warren is what he claims to be? No. Absolutely not. I think he's very much kind of just jumped on the bandwagon Mm. of his wife, who is sensitive to things. Um. I think he's the businessman and she's the one who actually has the skill. I think you can even see that. Yeah, And I think he was just Mm -hmm. very charismatic and very, like, he was charming enough to kind of, like, talk his way into things
0: and kind of, you know, like,
3: he was that face. He was the charm. I think you
0: can even see that in the movies, too. Like, he might be able to solve a puzzle in the movie and be like, their film self is a nice family man. But even in the movies, I think they make it clear that she's the one that has some sort of, like, sight.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, she has the ability to actually do it, and he has the skill to get Mm -hmm. them into that situation.
3: Well, the couple visited the Enfield house in 1978, and the two were convinced the events happening in the house were explained by the supernatural.
2: Which, I mean, if you're going there to
3: look for that, it makes Mm -hmm.
2: sense.
3: Yeah. However, Janet was exposed for trickery when a video camera in an adjoining room caught her bending spoons and attempting to bend an iron bar.
2: It's a strong
3: (laughs) 11-year-old.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, (laughs) I think we talked about this when we watched the movie, too. But it's just like... I don't know. Kids are strong, man. Some kids... (laughs) <laughs> i mean fair yeah like babies i don't know how babies have that like superhuman <laughs> strength sometimes man like i'm just like let go no let one can go. pull your
0: hair you can't no get can the pull your with hair like a baby can
3: <laughs> exactly i don't know but gross had even caught janet banging a broom handle in the ceiling and
0: hiding his tape recorder yeah that's not a good look (laughs) yeah
2: it's a little sus
0: and like i can understand
1: the movie explained it away the the demon said i'm gonna kill you and your family if you don't make them leave all right yeah
0: do we know if that (laughs) did you see anything in your research if like she really said that or is that kind of like a movie line to explain away the skepticism
3: Um, so with that, like the, the mm-hmm. faking the incidences, I never really saw anything about like the demon saying, oh, if you don't yeah. get rid of them, I'm going to kill your family, stuff like that. Um, I do have some evidence about the entity that she was claiming mm, okay. to be, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. But other than that, no, I did. I didn't find anything saying like that line was. Correct yeah, in the I movie. could
0: see that being written for film. <laughs> That's why I was wondering.
2: Well, and the other thing that I could see too is these things might be happening, but just not in a big enough yeah. way to get attention. So she was trying to amp it up just to get
0: more yeah attention no I could see that help? too. like any version Impossible. of any of this would be scary enough, especially for a child like of course you would want some attention to get it solved like any amount of my furniture moving or hearing a voice would scare me. so if I have to amp it up or bend a spoon to get someone oh, yeah. to come help me, gotta do what you gotta do so i I think that is a, a one way of looking at oh, it. Yeah. Or you could look at it with skepticism, like we said. Yeah, it's always nice to give the like benefit of the
2: doubt, but then also like, yeah. mm, that's a little sketch at the same time. Yeah. Like,
3: hmm. Yeah, definitely. However, when Janet and Margaret admitted to pranking the journalists, Gross and Playfair from the SPR force the girls to retract their confessions
2: that's sus. huh but okay
3: a skeptic by the name of joe nickel of the us based committee for the scientific investigation of claims of the paranormal long ass name that was a lot <laughs> yeah the acronym is csicop uh, examined the findings gross and playfair had collected He criticized them for being overly Mm. credulous.
2: It's a good word.
3: It is. Playfair, however, notes, as always. Okay, so Playfair, however, notes, and this is, quote, as always, Janet's lips hardly seem to be moving. And he says this whenever it's supposed to be like another entity talking through Janet.
2: I mean, after him having them redact, I don't really trust what he has to say to begin with. Shady. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, if it's real, don't make them redact things. You're just lessening your credibility. And then, like, lessening the credibility of your society also. Just being, like, Mm -hmm. put out fake information so people believe you. And it's like, "Mm hmm.
3: Yeah. So Nick will also use a remote control still camera that was timed to take a picture every 15 seconds. And this reveals the girls playing a quote unquote prank. He argues the video, the, sorry. He argues the photo evidence allegedly showing Janet levitating is actually of her bouncing off the bed as if it were a trampoline. So this is mm-hmm. to the photo that you were talking about earlier, Matt, where it was like, yeah, it looks like she's just jumping off her bed. Yeah,
1: I do like that they tried to use it, though. <laughs> it's funny. It's funnier to be like, yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe it was real. And it's like, well, unfortunately, the demon just put you in the perfect position to make it look like you jumped. And like, I think I could buy that, too. That's what they would try to do, try to discredit them. But it's, it's funny, that photo. But I know you're going to get to this. The voice recordings do scare the shit out of me. So, sorry, I won't jump ahead too much.
0: Yeah, man, you're just... Sorry, I'm
1: excited.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs>
2: yeah, my biggest thing, I would believe that picture more if it was in a position that they couldn't replicate. But, like, you see the picture and you're like, yeah, that's just how you jump off of something. But
1: I feel so bad for this girl if she was getting thrown around. <laughs> She's like, no, I swear. I know it looks like I'm jumping. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like, for imagine if it was real.
0: Imagine how I was not lying. I know that's what I'm saying. That's even <laughs>
1: scarier. That's what I'm saying. The demon would do that on purpose to be like, just snickering in the background, like, ha, you look like you're jumping, even though I was throwing you across the room.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, just to discredit mm-hmm. almost. I feel like they would do that. Like, if it's smart enough, it will yeah. make it seem that way. I don't know.
2: Maybe ghosts are just smarter than us. They have lived it's a awesome. whole life.
0: I'm not that smart. It's very possible. <laughs> and then some.
3: <laughs> so we were talking about one of the voices uh, that Janet is recorded uh, using. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. That's what you were saying. That the voice recording. Yeah, can't that, that's do the that
1: one way. thing that I've seen in this case that gets me close to believing it. Like that voice that comes out of that tape does not
0: like, yeah. sound
1: possible. Like how
0: is a kid doing? And it's that? like,
1: why don't we go forward with that? You know, that's what they should have led with. at <laughs> all there's no retracting statements. Like,
2: yeah, yes. not the picture of like, jumping. This audio <laughs> thing.
1: I'm glad they put it at the end of the movie is haunting. Yeah. Like.
3: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people think that Janet had taken up ventriloquism. That's just... Yeah, no and from, yeah, from what I read, there was apparently, like, some quote-unquote magician or something like that that actually, quote-unquote, proved that Janet was working on ventriloquism. She must... Yeah, we, are we going to believe... I don't know. Like I. Are we gonna
1: believe the guy that lies for a living? (laughs) I would
0: (laughs) also just say she would have to be so talented to pull that off. How
1: many eleven-year-olds do you guys know that would sit down and learn ventriloquism
0: and that specific (laughs) voice and do it that well?
1: I guess I understand it's also the '70s in England. There's not much to do.
0: It's raining (laughs) a lot. They gotta stay inside. They
1: they don't have iPads. You know, like.
2: See, I was going to say the other way around that they didn't have all that technology to learn. So it's like she just had to practice and learn it. She wasn't given like any techniques on how to change her voice. She wasn't able to like watch (laughs) YouTube videos
0: on it. Either way, Girlfriend apparently has an insane talent that we could only dream of being so talented.
1: (laughs) Yeah, why were they wasting their time trying to, you know, fake a paranormal Give event her a to make cute money? Little, you got go put America's it on Brit- Britain's Got Talent winner right here.
2: Give her a cute little animal Ugh. puppet sidekick. Perfect.
0: She's a star. Chef's
3: kiss. You make a million dollars in a year. She's a I'm a star. I mean, there is a nine-year-old who went on, like, America's Got Talent or something like that, who's a ventriloquist, but she's a adorable oh but the thing is, is that she had the access to like what you were saying to like all of that to learn it i believe her family or something like that has done it too
1: so that's yes. how she got Could you into imagine it? that family life like no mom i want to play sports and like you're gonna learn ventriloquism all right <laughs> 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 this is what the family does <laughs> to the nine-year-old <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dad, I just want to be a doctor. <laughs> nope, you're going to go on ventriloquism. And you're going to like it.
1: <coughs> I just want to <laughs> be a lawyer like <laughs> the other kids. Oh, shit.
3: You okay? Yes, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Jen's just dying. It's fine. It's fine. So, one of these voices that Janet would do. Was that of a 72... Why did I say it that way? One of the voices that Janet is known to have done is that of a 72-year-old man from the grave. Mm, Don't care for that. So someone was able to get the transcripts from that interview that we were talking about that's at the end of the Conjuring movie. Okay. And this is the interview of the entity via Janet On December 12th, 1977, the voice coming from Janet claimed to be the voice of a man named Bill Wilkins uh, coming from the grave, like I said earlier, he claimed to have been 72 years old and died of a brain hemorrhage in the chair in the corner of the living room.
2: So the only reason he's haunting is because he died there?
3: Yeah. And like he's saying that he's there to see his family, but his family isn't there. Yeah, right.
2: be such a dick about it. (laughs) Like, it seems a little
3: dramatic. Well, I mean, the movie explains it for us.
2: Mm-hmm. That's tr- but still. <laughs> like,
0: mm. Old people are drama. dramatic. I, I, don't I don't
2: know.
1: know. I'm not the good- <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, again, like, somebody, that, somebody chair, that's sticking around there, and not actually, just so. going on, they gotta be pretty petty or dramatic.
0: My Uncle right. Bo. My Uncle Bo's like that, What's like, with, with his, his chair.
1: Yeah, so you think could be, that thing's going to be rocking down in Florida. Oh, 100%. You know?
0: When he goes, he's going to haunt that chair.
1: Hopefully f- not for a lot of years.
0: Also, if that bunny hurts him one more time, he's going to haunt in like, the form of bunnies doing evil things. He hates his grandkids' bunny because it scratched him, so he keeps threatening to throw it in the pool. That man is going to haunt the shit out of his family, and I'm here for it, and I'm ready. <laughs> They're Love gonna it.
2: call you, being like, "I have all these issues." So yeah, be like, "I know exactly solution. who it is." Actually,
3: <laughs> so this voice gave details, as in where he was buried in Durant. and that was park.
0: accurate. Ooh.
3: So the person who I found like this whole transcript thing on uh, did check, and in fact saw that Bill Wilkins is a real person mm-hmm. and he did indeed die in that house. Um, it's shown that Bill Wilkins lived in the house with his wife at 284 Green Street immediately prior to the Hodgson family moving in. However, when finding the death certificate, it's seen Bill Wilkins died at age 61 in June of 1963. And even with him saying that he's seventy-two through Janet, the timeline wouldn't have added up. He would have been seventy-five at the time of the interview, if he was still um, counting oh, like his you had dementia. I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he would have. Yeah he he would have been seventy-five, not seventy-two. So I mean, it also could just be that he has lost track of time. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he lost a couple of years in there. Yeah, something. But uh, he that's a big died difference. at 61.
1: Ask your grandparents to tell so, you your age and see how accurate yeah. they would be. That's a good point. Hannah, Hannah and I are 0 for 8, so we can't ask <laughs> I them. I mean, but, you that's know, fair. Like, my
3: grandma forgets that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure anyone else, your grandparents. But how old am I?
3: My grandma forgets. She's 90. <laughs> yeah. No, my grandma forgets she's, what, 92, 93 all the time? Up there. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I am something. I'm like, no, grandma, you're in It can all 90s. be explained away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just too coincidental
2: that they got everything else except for that. Well.
1: Oh, shit. Here's another thing. Drop oh, it on
3: shit. us. <laughs> so... The entity coming from Janet, claiming to be Bill Wilkins, claimed he died of a brain hemorrhage in the chair. However, he died of a coronary thrombus, at least according to the death certificate. You're talking to medical, <sighs> me. I don't... Basically a heart In my attack. head, those
2: things could be the same thing. I don't know, man.
3: No. Okay, so a hemorrhage... A brain hemorrhage is essentially a stroke. Like, your brain just okay. bleeds out. A coronary thrombus is essentially, like, mm-hmm. a clot in your heart. It stops your heart.
0: I was gonna say... Maybe he didn't know either. I was, was gonna say, if like I, dead, like, dead, like... I know it was like, a
3: blood thing.
0: He might not... I, you don't know what, what symptoms What is this man, he a doctor? F- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what symptoms he felt, like, when he was <laughs> dying or how sudden it was. See, that's, like... A lot of the things, I'm like, okay, we can disprove that. And for some reason, like, you just can't necessarily trust a person who, like, died at old age. And you don't know. I don't know if I would recognize what was happening to me if I had, like, a weird medical event. Like, I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt.
3: Well, I'm wondering if it's... I wonder if it's because one of the time period... So I wonder if a, like a thorough autopsy was actually done. And yeah, he could have had a clot in his heart, but that might not have been the cause of death. If they just like found it and were like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and like, I don't know, some I think back then some of the autopsy technicians or like the doctors who do them <laughs> don't always hmm. uh take out the brain. Oh. Like, if it was something that was found already, like they, like I said, they just might have chopped it up to coronary thrombus, and he never thought to open up the man's skull. They buried him and involved him with his brain still there. It's very possible that he did have a brain hemorrhage. They just never checked. True. So, I don't know. But I don't know how pro- things were done back then. I also don't know how, <laughs> how autopsies are conducted now. But... <laughs> You know,
2: <laughs> well, because we just covered the Kitty Genovese case, and there's a murder in there where they were like, "Oh, what did they say? Oh, it was a fire pick," and then they go back later, and they're like, "No, it was a small caliber gun." Yeah. So it's like autopsies aren't that exact case is so sad too. Always.
0: Yeah. That case is so sad. What was that? yes it
2: is oh it's so good we just recorded it it's gonna come out i didn't realize her killer was technically oh, a serial I don't think killer i
0: actually knew so that i just more knew about how it's a prime example of like the bystander effect oh yeah yeah everyone i intro think to
3: knows psych. that case for the bystander effect <laughs> yeah <it's... laughs> i
0: think that episode's gonna come out everyone right go listen
2: okay cool nice it's relevant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with all this information that was gathered, it seemed that Bill Wilkins actually isn't buried at Durant's Park, but is buried in Lavender Hill Cemetery, which is about three miles Bill, away. You're getting too much Durant. wrong now, bro. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
3: that's like we three in a row one or two,
1: he's, he's just confused all right? I don't know
3: there are just some things
1: he's old
0: he wasn't even that he's old he's an old old man
1: <laughs> so, what did, so what did Bill get right Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. that he's an that old man <laughs> he's an old man and that he lived okay. in the house right. okay. and all that right. he died in the chair that he died in the house so all of that was correct. Um, so, which I mean, information that this little girl
2: gotten. That's kind of what I'm thinking.
1: Gotten.
3: Yes and no. Like, I feel like it
0: wasn't yeah, like they that
3: accessible Google. back then.
1: They had a library. But if
3: you That's talk to me,
2: They had
1: obits. Honestly, if Janet's faking, she's... Well, i say okay, if she's so faking, she's almost true. gone out of her way to be wrong at Where this point. Th- which leads me back into maybe believing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's gotten so much wrong that it's like how uh, girl how are you messing this That's much up? That's true.
3: <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I I don't know how to take the whole thing to be quite honest because this person who has the transcripts has all the information that was laid out actually went back and did a thorough, like, family tree-type, like, neighbors-type of thing. Um, The neighbors that the family fled to, that -hmm. they show in the the movie, the uh, Nottinghams, I believe? Sure. Um, They actually had been living there way before the Hodgins family moved in, so they had to have known bill and his wife yeah and so janet could have heard like them talking about an old man dying in the chair in the house before all of this started happening you know yeah
2: and that's kind of
3: my thinking because that's
0: kind of
2: a big Mm -hmm. deal
0: like somebody in the neighborhood died especially back then like people actually knew their neighbors (laughs) So it know. would have been an active discussion. Unlike now where we'd be like, oh, I didn't know I had a neighbor.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 well, that and he like
2: left a widow. So, you yeah. know, people are going to talk about that. And then the family moving away. Like, I'm sure it was just a thing that was said, like, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And she might
3: have just picked it up and ran with it. It's very possible. But that's all the information I have. So
0: do you think this was a real haunting? Or do you think it was a fake? I feel like it's probably fake. But it's the audio tape for me that just scares the bed- I, Jesus out of me. But the rest of it, I just don't buy it. Uh.
1: I, I don't know how to feel because I agree. The audio tape is hard. That's fair. To go against. Like, that is the one thing. But everything else, like... Yeah. I don't know. It seems it seems pretty fake. I think knowing that this has been compared to Amityville so much, which also has a lot of detractors, and they could maybe have seen this and said, oh, they they did really well for themselves, let's do it. That seems pretty evil to me for this mom to... It either put them up to this, or maybe it was the kids' idea. I don't know.
0: But then, like, that's just like a lot for a bunch of kids to decide to make.
1: I don't fake. know. I mean, kids are they're bored again. No iPads. They, no, like, they, they don't got I, TikTok. They don't have YouTube.
0: That's really smart for eleven.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Boredom, man, and creativity.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. It's 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 definitely a funny case to talk about, though, because there is just so yeah. much weird shit and like I don't know.
0: What do you guys think?
2: Mm-hmm. And people are so polarized on it. People either 100% believe you it or don't believe it. told
0: me either way, I think I could get on board, frankly.
2: Yeah, I think it's just hard for me to believe because yeah. everything is justifiable away. Like, okay, well, she knew about the old man who died there okay, people around the neighborhood talk. Well, there's her <laughs> levitating. Okay, jumping is a
0: thing. And that photo what is about the ventriloquism? Ventriloquism. <laughs> yeah, well...
3: Okay, so
2: my thing is, there were also... Oh, I can't think of their names now. There were two sisters who would, like, crack their toes Ew! to make, like, the rapping sound on the walls. So, like, kids are inventive i wouldn't be surprised if she taught herself i think it would be a really big process to be able to get it like that but i wouldn't
0: put it past them yeah i definitely lean towards a no but i'm with you
1: if it's a no though i'm still pretty impressed by these kids
0: i know
2: Yeah, these are insane kids. Yeah, that's I mean, they got the on ones on. to come all
3: day to England
2: for it. That's a good so. point. <laughs> yeah.
3: But yeah, so that's the case of the Enfield Poltergeist. I love that. Which may or may not be. a
2: Okay, it's called the Enfield Poltergeist. Here's my other thing. It's called a poltergeist. It's not a poltergeist. Okay, I'm ignorant. My
1: definition of poltergeist is from the movie Poltergeist. So.
2: Okay, so a poltergeist is like an energy that will throw things around, it'll move things, but it's not really wanting to communicate. So as opposed to this, where it's a spirit that's coming through the little girl, and that's why it's Mm. causing all the chaos, that's a haunting not a poltergeist. Or a demonic
3: possession.
1: So, in.
2: Yeah. The- yeah, but it's still not a poltergeist. Like, every time I, I, I hear Enfield, an just anti- like the media like, for you. Lies.
0: It just got the name from being published in a newspaper somewhere. And that's never 100% I mean, accurate.
1: Let's be real. The name goes Probably. hard. Okay.
0: It is a the hard.
1: Enfield name. Haunting, Lame, Enfield Poltergeist. It's a good name. It's like Tired it's, versus it's Wired. Hard. It's right. inaccurate. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But is the there movie Poltergeist correct? I think it is. You haven't seen it. Have you guys seen the movie Poltergeist? Oh, all right.
2: I haven't.
3: I haven't seen the original one. I've seen, like, well, the
2: other
1: one. Well, I have a, a, an episode franchise. for you because in real life, the little girl who is a main character in these first three movies dies, like, very tragically in, in real life. After the third one, and there's all kinds of like weird stuff that went on. I'm, I, I don't. I think it ended up all ended up being normal in the end, but it would be a good one to to research. Like, it was pretty sad.
3: Yeah, I've read some things about that, about how the little girl died and stuff like that. Um, but I believe the original story actually oh. that it's based off of is a little boy. Wait, it's based mistaken. off a true story.
1: I didn't know Poltergeist is based off a true story. I was that talking about the actress. Because
3: right. the actress. T- yeah. Yeah, no, Poltergeist is actually based off of a, a true story. There uh, are
0: so many. Stories I hate it here. <laughs> true
2: things. I don't appreciate it.
3: I believe it happened in oh. Washington. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Close to there. And uh, I believe that. It was a boy, and oh, I'm pretty sad. sure he was schizophrenic, to be quite honest. They just didn't know how to oh, deal that's with really sad. his outbursts. Oh,
0: that's
1: fun.
3: So that's why the Catholic Church, like the exorcisms, oh, no. all of that got into...
1: Interesting. Yeah, I was just talking about the exorcisms being know. cool, and then I remembered that like a lot of people have actually like died because of them, and now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and the whole process to be approved for an exorcism is interesting because you have to go through a psychological evaluation before they'll approve you. Okay, so you for have to
1: like pass that evaluation yeah. before, so that they don't end up okay.
2: Yeah, so if you're going, hey, I'm hearing all these sounds in my house, I'm seeing all these things, they have you go through a psychological evaluation going, okay, you don't have okay complex PTSD, you don't have schizophrenia, like all the other things that would be mental disorders
0: that they could kind of... I guess my question but would be when did play? that start happening, because we really didn't understand those kinds of mental yeah, illnesses. Yeah, because there's
1: been stories of, like, that- women being, like, starved, basically, to death during exorcisms, or, like, dehydrated to death.
0: Yeah, that would be... Yeah. You're good. Well, and you also have to the think... The thought wasn't fully thor- Sorry, formed.
2: Well, so the church also doesn't want to do exorcisms. Like, they actively try not to. So for me, the psychological step, while yes, needed, is just another way to be like, no, 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 you have this other stuff going on. We're not going to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, to defer fault, almost.
3: But there's, so... So there's a, a show, I believe, on Paramount Plus, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but it's called Evil. Um, but it kind of shows like a team of quote-unquote investigators that the Catholic Church put together. Um, it includes a skeptic, a priest, or a man about to become a priest, and a psychiatrist... Um, who go to these different cases that are brought to the Catholic Church. So I know that they have things like that um, that work for the Catholic Church, work for the Vatican. They're sent out to kind of investigate and determine whether the Catholic Church can't even help in certain situations. Ooh. But for the most part, a lot of them are debunked or a lot of them are just like, we don't think we can help you, type thing. I gotcha.
2: It's
1: Interesting. pretty Interesting. That's
3: neat. Do we want to do eyeballs or skin? Skin. Skin. I was going to say
2: eyeballs.
1: Skin.
3: Skin? <laughs>
2: Ew. It's a real quick response.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so we're going with skin? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Alright, you ready for this?
2: No, but you're gonna tell me anyways. <laughs> uh
3: basically the floating specks that you see throughout the day, like you think it's dust particles, stuff like that? Mm-mm-mm. It's not. Mm-mm. It's I hate probably
0: gonna scratch them off right skin. now. <laughs> I hate yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I'm floating. glad I picked that. <laughs> That's
1: going into your lungs. <laughs> Think about that. You're tasting that. <laughs> nice. On here's your tongue. Thing. Other people's skin.
3: Yeah. 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 Here's okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I work in a rehab hospital, okay? Um these people, especially if they've had surgery on their lower extremities, mm-hmm. have not had lotion on their legs or feet in a really long time. And yeah. the skin goes flying in the air. they take off their mm. socks. Mm. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> they, I've had patients have like bunches, like collected bunches of dead skin inside the sock. And when we take You're it off, shake it in the, the air. When they take it off, like they Yeah, going to throw up. It just goes flying everywhere.
0: Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I have too. Same. There's a reason I didn't go into medicine after all. I thought about it for a long time and I ruled against it. And I feel good about this choice after hearing that fact.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you listen to just like one of Jenny's days from work, you're like, and we're done. That's enough. (laughs) Basically. All right. And if you like whatever the fuck this is, Again, be sure to head over to our Instagram, share with a friend. Make sure you are following our friends, Horror Hour with the Hannahs, on Instagram as well. And with that, try not to breathe in other people's skin cells. Mm -mm. I don't know. Uh, Bye. 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 Goodbye.